In this episode, we talk about California state agricultural issues with one of the California state senators. This is Talk Ag to Me. Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, a podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brendan Black, and in today's episode, we interview Brian Daly, one of the state senators for the state of California and a uh, local farmer from here in the Central Valley. Uh, Senator Senator Daly took some time to talk to us a little bit about some of the California issues that uh, he is involved in trying to combat and, and help with. Uh, he tells a little bit about his story as a farmer and how he got into the uh, political atmosphere and a little bit about the state of agriculture in California now and where he expects it to go. Uh, it's a great episode. It's one of our shortest episodes, mostly because uh, we uh, didn't have a whole lot of time to get the interview out, but we're hoping to do a follow-up at some point. Uh, and I'm also hoping to get in some other senators on the podcast at some point. So look forward to that as well. But uh, thank you so much, Senator Dolly, for making the time to do this episode. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you again, and I hope you all enjoy. Uh, that being said, make sure you do all the things that we always talk about, like, comment, subscribe, share, do all those things. Make sure you're sharing not just with your online friends and family, but with your offline ones around the Darren table as well. Tell them if you learned a thing or two from this episode, because I hope that you did. I know I sure did. Uh, but that's all I have for you guys. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. All right. So before we get started, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, would you mind introducing yourself and telling your telling the audience a little bit about who you are? So I'm uh, Brian Daly. I'm a state senator representing the first Senate district, and I'm also uh, a farmer. I'm actually out in the one place I get really good cell service today here in my at my farm. Uh, I bought it from my dad uh, after or my mom actually after my dad passed away, but it's been in our family. Uh, this piece of property right here for 83 years uh, but we've been farming in california for 92 years and so uh, we do cereal grains for seed right now we're planting we're uh, organic and we're planting australian field peas as a cover crop uh, for fertilizer in the next following crop so um, we have a seed processor we sell seed mainly goes to dairies um, and into hay for um, uh, beef cattle. Very cool. All right. So, uh, before you got into, uh, your, your, your elected office, uh, you, you said you were a farmer. Was there any, anything else you were doing or was farming kind of your, kind of your full, full time? Well, gig? my family, my family farmed and I, um, it was a lot tougher it seemed, uh, in the younger days, but, uh, I worked construction and did a lot of other things, uh, did worked in a gold mine, uh, built power lines. I did a lot of stuff when I was younger, always helping my father on our family farm. And then um, about 30 years ago, 25 years ago, I guess, I started um, my seed business um, on my own and then grew it, uh, grew, grew the business. And so we've, I got into politics though, uh, 27 years ago. So I started, uh, people came to me and asked me to run for office. And that's, that's how I got in politics, my neighbors. Um, I served on the Farm Service Agency Board first and then on the county board of supervisors for 16 years and i'm in the legislature i'm starting my i'll start my 12th year and my final year um in january wow okay so uh this is definitely not a new a new position for you by any means uh so what you said your neighbors uh, are the ones that motivated you to get into office what kind of inspired you to climb up the ranks all the way to the senate well i never had uh, really any political aspirations i served just wanted to make my you know land use is a big deal for agriculture so at the county level, we were wanted to make sure we were able to stay on our land and, and not subdivide the good land up and 
just make good policy. So uh, I served there for 16 years um, until our county was totally debt free. And um, people said, you should run for a higher office, Brian. You're the kind of person we need at a higher office. And quite frankly, a lot of decisions are made at the higher levels that affect the counties. And so uh, I decided to run for the legislature in 2011 and was selected for the 2012 um, in the assembly. Served six and a half years in the assembly and then went to the Senate. And uh, that's where I'll finish up. Awesome. So uh, when you got into office versus now, has there been any uh, change in agriculture that you've been able to be a part of or witness in terms of agricultural issues, water, land use, anything like that? Uh, yes. So there's a, we're basically, uh, in my opinion, under attack. And not because people don't know. We don't do a very good job of sharing what we do. Um, you know, we're organic. We do lots for wildlife here. Uh, we manage this land for, for 83 years, this piece I'm standing on, and we want to take care of it. We, we are really good stewards of it. it I want the, my sons and my daughter to be able to continue uh, doing what my grandfather started here. So, yes, we've seen uh, labor laws, you know, we've seen the minimum wage go up. We've seen ag overtime go away. Uh, we've seen pre-1914 uh, water rights last year they tried to come after. So there's a lot happening um, that impacts agriculture hugely air quality standards for our equipment has been huge uh, impact to us. We, we can't, um, you know, we have to retire our, our trucks out. So yes, there's been not a lot favorable, um, but mostly just uh, regulations on top of regulations. And we compete in a world market and it makes it very difficult uh, to compete even against people for our business. We compete against Oregon, Washington, Idaho for seed. Uh, and two years ago, they shipped seed in here for the same price we can produce it for. So, uh, you know, higher gasoline, higher diesel prices, higher electricity, higher labor, all impact agriculture in California. Yeah, no, I, I would say so. Uh, has being a farmer and being a, a senator given you any more of a, a voice or a seat at the table when talking about those issues? Well, I felt that the North State, you know, most people think Northern California is Sacramento. I live four and a half hours north of Sacramento. And so, uh, you know, I get my mail in the town of 217 people, very rural. So I decided that um, people need to know what we do out here. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't understand. So I've had over the 11 years I've been in the legislature, we've invited members out to our farm, um, stay the night, break bread with us, see what we do. Uh, actually, we've, we kept track. Um, we're at 127. So I think I hold the record probably in the history of uh, the legislature that I'm aware of uh, for having people to our district and sharing our district. We have, a, uh, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, you look behind me here, it's uh, our nearest neighbors eight miles away. So we're out, and you know, it's awesome. But uh, we share that with them and share that uh, forestry is a big deal in my district. So we talk about the watersheds. Fire has been huge. Uh, we have, you know, Mount Shasta. We have two volcanoes, Mount Shasta, Mount Lassen. We have uh, Shasta Lake. We have Tahoe is in my district. Uh, we also have Oroville and Folsom. So 60% of California's water comes from the first Senate district. It's a big deal to the state. So we share that. Um, and that's when it's been very successful for me. So when I go back to Sacramento and I start talking about legislation or things that are impacting us, they can take that visual look. Oh, yeah, I remember what Brian was talking about when we were there. And I can sometimes get votes against stuff and votes for stuff. So that's been very uh, productive.
Yeah. So that not that's awesome. Uh, so have you been able to uh, learn any more about some of the some of the factors that are influencing those issues in agriculture and and been able to to I mean, you, you mentioned that you've been able to have a, a decent impact on those uh, in, in your district in that in that area. Have you been able to have any leeway on, on getting some more support for the agriculturalists you know, in, in, this, in the, the state? Yeah, so statewide, I mean, as you're aware, California is uh, very diverse when it comes to agriculture and very uh, competitive. And, you know, the big the big companies are squeezing out the little ones and it's no different than any other business. Um, but yes, I've, I've had a, a ability to be able to work with, um, you know, people like the Farm Bureau, Forestry Association, um, and I'll care about, um, and try to really uh, educate people that, you know, food just doesn't come from a store. It gets there somehow. And there's a lot of people that are disconnected from their food source. And I think the biggest uh, takeaway for me has been that we produce the safest uh, food in the world here in California. I mean, there's no more regulations than anywhere in the world and the top quality food. And I don't think people understand, you know, that we do a great job at it and we, we they need to know that um, if you go to another country, you don't, and we're shipping that stuff in here from other countries that we don't know what it's been, what's been put on it, but we're totally regulated to where we know um, exactly what we're eating in most cases. Wow. Yeah, no, that's great. I think it's good to to work with some of those or, or some of those organizations and get some more support for, you know, for agriculture through those those entities. Uh, one of the questions that I have since this, you know, my podcast is dedicated to connecting people to agriculture and and improving agricultural literacy is what do you think some of us can do on the ground level to help with some of the increasing the awareness of those elected officials about what the farmers need about what we need to, to be able to increase our agricultural production or at least, you know, support it in a way that makes it less difficult for our farmers to get what they need to get done. Done. I think the most important thing is to, to educate. And like I said, you know, you'll be surprised that very well educated people don't understand a lot about what we do. And so the more you can get out and get a one-on-one -on -one conversation, show them the ag tours are great to farms and then schools. I can't stress how much we need to be uh, teaching our young people what we do and how we do it. I mean, FFA is a great uh, organization. Uh, we've been supportive of that. They do a great job of putting out people who know how to work and, and do what we do as well. Um, and there's a lot of other, um, you know, grassroots type uh, things. My job depends on ag as a, was a homegrown valley guy that just wanted to share you know, what he did and it, it grew into something. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And I just think we need to get more people involved and realize that food is something we have to have, period. You, you can get by with a, you know, for a few days, but after that, you're, you need food. And how um, vulnerable we are to um, outside uh, our, of our control, uh, food security. And that means water, that means all land. Um, we have other countries buying land in our, our state and in our nation, uh, which is um, concerning to me. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so I, I guess the the next thing that comes to mind for me is uh, where do you see agriculture going for the next few years? Maybe maybe let's say the next ten years or so, policy wise, production wise. I know we I know we've had some weird weather situations this year. So can if you had to make a prediction, where do you think agriculture is going to go in the next few years? I would say that you're going to see more small family farms 
go away. Um, and you're going to see more corporate farms or bigger, smaller, bigger companies buy out smaller farms because I'll give you an example here on, we have uh, uh, about 3,500 acres here, about 2000 of it's farmable. And we, you know, we have all these changes with the equipment. We have to get different types of equipment because of air quality standards and, and um, they're huge expenses. I mean, a harvester is a million dollars today and you know, even two or 300,000 is a huge impact for us. And so you have to farm a lot of land if you're going to spend that kind of money on equipment. And so that's what you're going to see. I think you're going to see bigger farms and less family farms and, and, and you're going to have a niche market. Um, I think you'll see, you know, the, the farm to fork backyard, small acreage type farmers, and then you're going to see big farmers and you're going to see them continue to grow because you have to grow. There's no possible way you can stay in business and be small um, because of the regu regulations. And it's hard to find uh, this, the quality work workers that we need as well. I'd say in 10 years, you won't recognize California um, and 15 years for sure. You're going to see just huge uh, corporate farms. Um, you may see a lot of the family farms managing that land and, and helping out with that, but not owning it. Or, or leasing it out to them. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see where that's, uh, you know, where, where you're coming from with that. I think that that's, it's, it's a hard thing to see, you know, as someone growing up around agriculture, but I think that's kind of the, the reality that we're at with our state. Uh, well, there's no, there's no possible way that in my mind, you could buy land, buy the equipment, borrow the money and start a farm today. There's, I mean, we, we've been doing it a long time and I have, I've had outside jobs most all the time to help supplement, uh, you know, the tough times in the farm. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's, it, we're, we're at a point now where it's, it, it makes more sense to, uh, it, it makes more sense for agriculture to evolve and expand than it does to try to try to combat some of the things that are making it so difficult to farm nowadays. So yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you had any advice for people who are, uh, involved in agriculture or who, who are maybe, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get the word out more, um, you know, if, if they're, whether or not they're wanting to get involved in office or they just want to get more, more vocal and more active, what would you recommend that they do? Well, I think this is a perfect opportunity, something like you're doing right here. You know, hopefully people will watch this and understand. Um, you got to share, share the word, share, share, I think the story of, I mean, so when I was uh, first running for the legislature, um, they told me the a ballot title, a farmer on the ballot title is second best. The best is a firefighter. So uh, firefighters are number one, farmers are number two. So people generally like farmers. They trust them. They know they're hard workers. Um, and we all know that. They're, that's just the facts. I mean, we, we farm till three o'clock this morning. Uh, we get, as you can see, there's clouds in the sky and they're talking about rain tomorrow. We have really heavy soils. we got to get our crop in. So we're going to work late tonight. Hopefully we'll finish. Um, so they're hard workers, they're trustworthy people, they're, you know, good people. And so most people understand that we, and everybody eats, so we, we love farmers. So um, I think that that's the story, this tell our story, tell tell people what we do and share with them that we want that we want to stay doing what we do. We want to, you know, my goal in life was just to be a farmer. I love farming. I never thought I'd be in politics because I just want to feed people. And I, and I love to tend the land and take care of it and watch it uh, produce nothing better than harvesting a great crop there's nothing better than that after you've done all that work 
Um, and so that's what I'd share. I, was, I think we need to share our story more. And that's, that's probably um, the most impactful and, and most, most fruitful. Yeah, no, I, there we go. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think that's a great message. I, I like that a lot. Uh, I, I think that I'm starting to, to run out of questions here. You kind of addressed everything I was, I was going to ask there. So I, okay. I, I really thought that I had more for you. But um, as we're wrapping up here, uh, is there anything that you'd like to uh, add? You know, anything you'd like to share about your, uh, your personal endeavors? Anything you'd like people to look more into, be more informed about? Anything that, you know, anything you want to share? Well, I think the biggest challenge that I see in Sacramento for, I just want to, I don't want to put farmers in a, in a, a group, but I want to put small business owners. So the person that like me, one to 10 employees, uh, whether you own a, own a convenience store or you own a car wash or you cut hair or whatever you, you know, small businesses um, really are not represented very well when it comes to the lobby part of Sacramento. We are, we're fortunate that we have the Farm Bureau. Um, as an organization, Western Growers is another one, and there's the Almond Alliance. Um, but really, we need to engage in, in, in the political part of it, not so much, uh, which means get behind candidates and support them and get them out and get your people elected. That, the, it's amazing to see that the, you know, we're all busy working. We're all busy you know, milking a cow or, or tilling the field or whatever. And we need to take that time and we need to you know, go to Sacramento or we need to get behind candidates because I, I will tell you, um, one of the biggest reasons I got elected was because my neighbors pitched in and, and helped help me get there. And because you have to have resources, money to tell your story. And if you don't have any resources, you can't tell the story. And so, um, you know, the farmers in my community that I served for 16 years on the Board of Supervisors said, hey, we want you in Sacramento. So they helped me. And so that's what I would share is get behind a candidate, find a good candidate that has the same values you have as far as ag and, and life, and then help them walk precincts, um, you know, share their stuff on social media. It's, it's very important. Yeah, no, I think that's a great message. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I kind of, I, I thought I'd have more questions, but really you hit all, on all the points I was hoping you would hit on. So that's, that's perfect. All right, well, I'll, I'll close with this. Um, now, you can always trust somebody who has calluses on their hands. And um, this is a great world. It's a great state of climate. We have all the things we need to, to produce, um, but we need to make sure the legislature knows. And what I, I'll close with saying, you have to do more than vote. Voting is one thing that you must do. Second thing is you must get behind a candidate and you must help them out because it's very important. Well said. I, I, that's a good point. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else to uh, to contribute, then I, you know, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man, so I'll let you get back to your your work. But uh, no, I think that you you hit the nail right on the head. I look forward to, to getting this episode out so people can hear that and hopefully give you some you some support since you're out there advocating for what we're fighting for here too. We'll post. We'll share too. Awesome. I appreciate that. We have a lot uh, of people following us. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. No, I'm I've, the number one on this in the Senate Republican side. So um, perfect. We'll, we'll share it out too. So it might help you out a little bit. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I'll make sure that it's out. Uh, if, if I can, I'll get it out this week. If not, then it'll be out next week. Uh, but I'll make sure to, you all, you know about when, when it's coming out and all that sort of thing. But um, all right. Well, yeah. hopefully we'll meet someday. Um, yeah. No, I would like Thanks that. for doing what you're doing. It's important. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I'm I'm always out here trying to trying to make sure people are aware of you know the same kind of things that you're you're fighting for. So I appreciate that.
But All right. Well, have a good day. You too. Thank you. So that concludes one of our shortest episodes of Talk Agony, but in my opinion, one of the most impactful. Uh, thank you once again, Senator Dolly, for having the time to or making the time to have this discussion about California agricultural issues. I think it's really important that we have these conversations about how we can improve California's agriculture uh, and not just California's, but national and worldwide agriculture by having these conversations on the political level about uh, what can be done to support agricultural efforts. Uh, once again, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, thank you to your uh, coordinator that helped me get this episode planned out. I hope to I hope that we're able to have a follow-up episode at some point and talk more in depth about some of the issues we talked about today. But I think it was a great episode. We covered some important topics. I really enjoyed it. I hope that you and the audience enjoyed it as well. Uh, once again, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, share, do all the things if you enjoyed this episode or if you learned anything from it. Uh, share it with your friends and family, both on and offline. And uh, tell them what you learned. Tell them what you enjoyed about it. And make sure that you are doing your part in um, voting and having these discussions and in uh, pushing your thoughts forward as to where agriculture should be. Because in all, in all honesty, uh, not much change gets done by just talking about it. As much as I enjoy having the conversation, it's important that action is made. And as we've discussed on this podcast many a time, there are an abundance of issues facing agriculture that don't get any easier unless there's advocacy and support for the agriculture industry. So I don't often take a political stance uh, on this podcast, but in in the true nature of this podcast, I always defend uh, agriculture. I always support agricultural efforts. And so uh, if I have the opportunity to talk to people who also uh, share that value, I'm going to do so. Um, so that being said, thank you once again, Senator Dolly. Thank all of you so much for listening and I uh, hope to catch you all next week or in the next episode. And uh, don't forget, if you ate today, thank a farmer. 